Hello and welcome to the Eating Disorder Therapist podcast. This is a podcast to help you find peace with food and overcome disordered eating. And I'm Harriet Frew, aka the Eating Disorder Therapist. And I'm so excited to share with you all kinds of stories, tips, information and guest interviews to help you on your journey in finding peace with food. So thank you so much for listening today. This episode is brought to you by the National Centre for Eating Disorders, the NCFED. Does eating rule your life? If you struggle with control of food, if you're sick and tired of being sick and tired, if you want to speak in confidence to someone who fully understands your relationship with food, contact Sam at the National Centre for Eating Disorders. You will find our details online or call 0845 838-2040. We know everything there is to know about eating distress and all our practitioners are properly trained. The first simple step is to have a no obligation assessment where you can speak freely in confidence to someone who understands and who will be able to tell you what is keeping you stuck. You will not need to do anything else if you simply want to think about what we have to say. If eating rules your life, Take that first brave step now and get in touch. 0845 838 2040 during the week or look us up at www.eating-disorders.org.uk. So today it's me and I'm going to be talking all about regular eating and eating disorder recovery. So I'm recording this early in the morning because we are in the middle of a big heat wave in the UK at the moment. And I'm finding that working too far past lunchtime, I am not that good for anything. So I'm trying to get some of my work done early in the morning. And yes, I mean, the weather is gorgeous at the moment in the UK. We're having temperatures over 30 degrees. It's amazing. It's lovely. It's not so great though when you're working. And being a British person, not that everyone is like me, but I am not good at handling extremes of weather. If I was by a pool on a holiday and someone was just bringing me ice cold drinks, I'd be completely up for this, but I'm trying to do my job and it's not so great. I find my brain is struggling to concentrate and focus in the heat. Anyway, that aside, going to talk today a bit about regular eating and why it's so important in eating disorder recovery. So if you suffer from eating disorders, disordered eating, you've probably experimented with an extensive range of eating regimes in the pursuit of finding the perfect one for you. I think we often have that real fantasy that if we found the perfect way to eat, everything would be great, we'd have the perfect body, etc, etc. Diet culture really does sell us this myth and it is so seductive. You know, I think we get so focused on finding the said plan. So these regimes usually involve eliminating carbohydrates, maybe, or eliminating another food group, perhaps eating within a specific time window, munching purely on one type of food to excess. And if you're following the plan as well, it doesn't always mean that you will be implementing a regular eating pattern. You're probably quite out of touch with your fun- hunger, hunger, hunger and fullness cues. That's when you try and say hunger and fullness in the same sentence and get confused. But anyway, with these plans, the honeymoon phase seems to work, along with the fantasy that the perfect plan has finally been sourced. But of course, as you and I know, several weeks in, doesn't usually work out and you're back to seeking the next plan to heal your relationship with food. Now, with these dietary plans as well, 
I think eating often does become chaotic and unstructured because you're kind of either on the plan doing it really well or you're off it and then you kind of abandon all the kind of rules completely. And I guess neither of those places is particularly great for your relationship with food because when you're in the kind of really structured plan place, you're probably not always relying on your hunger and fullness cues. You might be doing some regular eating, but it's very much from an external source. And the thing is, once you feel that you're off the plan, often people get into the pattern where their eating is very chaotic and unstructured and they feel if they feel as though they've blown it, they start binge eating, emotional eating, overeating. It becomes very sort of black and white in a sort of cognitive behavior type way, very all or nothing around eating. So usually what happens as well, you find yourself constantly preoccupied with food. You might be feeling out of touch with hunger and fullness. Eating may feel erratic and out of control. So how do you begin to change this? So starting to practice regular eating can be such a game changer in your recovery journey. Now, it's often not an appealing concept as it can feel quite bland and unsexy, sort of not holding the promise and seduction of like the special plan you'd hope for. And I think as well, we often are looking for some amazing sort of quick fix tip from outside in terms of managing our thinking in a certain way or kind of eating a certain food, following a certain regime. We kind of think that if we find the thing, it's going to somehow heal our relationship with food, make us feel better, everything is going to be okay. And I think regular eating often feels like hard work because it is, it feels like a hassle. It feels like, oh my goodness, I've got to think about what I'm going to eat. It can feel really boring and not very appealing. And I completely understand if you are listening to this and thinking that, because I think many, many people will be resonating with you. Now, I know myself in my own eating disorder recovery, embracing regular eating was such a game changer. And it really helped me move from a place where I had been massively overly restrictive. And that had been sustainable for a certain period of time. But I had quickly then fallen into a place where I almost felt addicted to food because of I was so starving that as soon as I allowed myself to eat, I felt completely out of control. I couldn't stop. Ended up having huge, massive binges, which, of course, caused lots of distress and upset. And then I would go back to restricting again. And once I started to fuel my body and to eat more regularly, it was incredible how that, I'm putting kind of (laughs) inverted commas in here, addicted to food feeling started to really be diluted. And I'm not saying it went overnight, but the regular eating was such a game changer. So if you're in that pattern and you're recognizing yourself being stuck between cycles, restriction and then losing control, binge eating, emotional eating, overeating, I would so recommend just giving regular eating a go because it can be such a game changer. So what do I mean by regular eating? So basically it it is what it says on the tin, eating at regular intervals throughout your day. And in eating disorder treatment, we will often recommend three meals and three snacks. 
but all I do recognize this can feel overwhelming to start with. Like if you've been very, very restrictive and you haven't really been eating much, say all day, and then you just eat in the evening, it feel terrifying to implement a regular eating plan. So you just have to start where you're at and think about, okay, where would be my first point in the day where I could maybe introduce a bit of regular eating and start from this and build up from this. So you decide the, the times you want to eat you know, initially as well by eating by the clock rather than relying on hunger cues as your hunger cues will take time to reset. And I think this is a problem people often get into because of intuitive eating principles when we're much more in touch with our hunger and fullness, really promote being in touch with the body, listening to our body, all these really helpful things. And I am a massive advocate of intuitive eating principles. However, I sometimes think if you've had an eating disorder, I sometimes think, actually, I think most of the time with this, but if you had an eating disorder and then you're trying to jump straight into intuitive eating, that can be too much of a leap. But the regular eating can be a massive stepping stone and it will help you reset your body, reset your hunger and fullness cues, reset your body expecting to be fed and having food. And that can be so valuable. And it doesn't mean that you won't get to intuitive eating down the line, but maybe regular eating has to come first where you are being a little bit more kind of regimented with your eating and not purely relying on hunger. Again, everyone's journey is slightly you know unique individual you've got to do what's right for you but I know for myself this really helped with me to kind of do the regular eating first and I know it's helped for many of my clients so anyway have a think you know integrate this into your own recovery process so as I said you decide the times you eat initially eating by the clock you'll also need to really prioritize eating episodes in recovery with some planning and some preparation. So you might wish to map out your week with some food choices and then stock the food cupboard accordingly. So it's not about getting too specific or counting numbers, calories, etc., but rather just ensuring that the food is on hand with some choice and variety to make up your meals and snacks. And it's helpful to have a balance to your meals and to include proteins, carbohydrates, good fats and fruits and vegetables. And really, I would just say, well, no foods are banned in this. You know, if you have been on a very restrictive diet and you're trying to increase the variety, it is really helpful to start to slowly reintroduce some of the foods that were previously forbidden to you. But I would say to you, if you are at the beginning of this journey, prioritize your regular eating first before you go headlong into opening the door and, you know, allowing yourself to eat everything that you had previously banned yourself. Because of if you haven't got your regular eating and your blood sugar sort of stable and that being in place, when you start to go for it more with reintroducing forbidden foods it can feel really really scary and also your body physiology isn't that stable to be able to cope with that so to give an example of that say if I wasn't doing regular eating but I decided okay right I'm going to allow myself to have my favorite kind of piece of cake I've denied myself for so long if you do that from a place where you haven't eaten all day and your eating isn't regular and you're still very restrictive when you eat that cake you're much more likely to get a real blood sugar rush, a real endorphin rush, feel almost addicted to that food 
Whereas if you are reintroducing it from a place where you're regularly eating, when your blood sugar is stable, you're not going to get that heightened effect. And you are going to kind of manage that experiment of reintroducing the cake with so much more ease. So again, there's so much nuance in all of this. I'm not saying there's one way to do it, but I'm just saying if you get the bedrock building block in place of your regular eating, it's such a great springboard then to work on some of the other recovery steps. But again, you know, you are the expert on you. You listen to your body. You see what works for you. But I know for me, definitely doing that regular eating, getting my blood sugar stable was so helpful as that kind of building block to do other things. So what are some benefits of regular eating? So number one, it gives structure and routine to your eating and daily life. And it prioritizes your self-nourishment and self-care as markers throughout your day. And these eating episodes become the non-negotiables and you're retraining your body to anticipate food and to regulate appetite and hunger cues. So I think the structure and routine and self-care part is so important with regular eating because sometimes I think what happens with people is they're either dieting or wellness planning or they're completely off any kind of planning completely. And I think neither extreme is very healthy. But I think one of the reasons people like wellness plans or kind of something very structured is it does often make you be more self-caring. It means that you prioritize food. You are probably eating a bit more regularly. You're fueling yourself. You are kind of planning in those episodes. I think a bit more about what you're doing with food. But then people find that when they come off that plan, eating is really kind of chaotic. Everything goes out the window. It's so all or nothing. But you're wanting to find the kind of middle ground. You know, we're not wanting to count calories. We're not wanting to be obsessing about food groups or anything like that. But we're just putting a bit of time and care and attention into thinking about when we're going to eat, what we're going to eat. So you're kind of in that gray area. So you're kind of implementing the benefits, you know, of being much more self-caring of thinking about what you're going to eat, you know, just giving yourself a bit of time and attention to make sure those eating episodes happen. But it doesn't have to be done in that meticulous way when you're on this kind of really intense plan, which is never going to be sustainable. And when you start to do your regular eating as well, your hunger and fullness cues will start to, you know, you start to kind of regain those again, slowly, slowly, slowly because regular eating kind of gives you that structure and helps you start to be a bit more in tune with your body. Number two, it helps balance your blood sugar, which makes you feel 100% better. Now, if we're not balancing our blood sugar, if we're going long periods without eating, we're probably really struggling physically. So perhaps often feeling a bit dizzy or lightheaded or getting headaches and things like that. And we're probably really struggling mentally with our concentration, might be feeling really irritable, might be feeling tired. So helping, you know, regular eating will help you balance your blood sugar and it'll make you feel 100% better. You'll have more energy, you'll be in a better mood and you can watch a film or read a book without constant distractions of hunger or lapses in your focus. And I know for me, this was something I absolutely found. And it was such a relief actually to realize that I didn't have to be completely irritable and tired and feeling like I was going to faint and not able to concentrate or do anything apart from focus on food. 
starting to do that regular eating again, it's just so nice to have some energy, so nice to feel that I could be distracted and get immersed in other activities without constantly thinking about food. It was as though food slowly began to blend a bit more into the background rather than being the thing I was constantly preoccupied with throughout the day. So balancing blood sugar, it is a game changer. Number three, regular eating helps you avoid binge eating or out of control eating episodes, which can be understandably triggered by long periods of restriction or erratic eating. So regular eating is a cornerstone of recovery in binge eating disorder treatment, allowing stability in your body physiology. And then this allows you to tackle your emotional triggers too. Now, I sometimes think, and if you've been a client of mine, you're listening to this, you'll remember me probably saying this in therapy. But I sometimes think that if you are restricting, it's like you're on a tightrope. It's like you're balancing precariously across a tightrope. So when any life trigger emotional event comes along you are on in a very unstable place and you're very likely to topple off that tightrope and your eating is going to go not in a good place however if you're doing regular eating it's more like you're on a stable platform so think of yourself on a like stable wooden walkway like one of those like nice ones that you get walk through the treetops if you've been anywhere where they have those lovely walks But if you're on a nice, stable platform, when emotional triggers come along, when life triggers come along, you have stability and resilience to deal with those things. Whereas when you're restricting or dieting, you're on that tightrope. You're not going to deal with it very well. You're likely to fall off because of, you know, when you're not eating regularly, when you're restricting, it's really, really hard to just feel resilient and able to cope with the different things in life that are inevitably thrown at us because actually dieting takes an awful lot of mental and physical willpower it's quite exhausting number four regular eating also improves metabolic functioning of your body so that your body is functioning optimally it avoids your body going into starvation mode where some metabolic processes shut down or are slowed So again, this is like a real game changer for me in my own journey. I really like feeling energetic. I really like feeling that my body is strong. I really like feeling that I have the energy to run upstairs if I want to. I like to feel that my body is healthy. I like to feel that my body can move. And, you know, when we're in starvation mode, our body just shuts down. We can't do things. Everything is an effort. And it's you know, not a crazy place at all to be in, is it? You don't feel very well. You often feel just tired, exhausted and weary. Everything is an effort. And when you think about having to like walk to the top of the house, maybe and go up a couple of flights of stairs, you might be just really, really exhausted. You might be just avoiding doing those things. So again, it's thinking about how regular eating can be really sort of fueling your body, giving you energy making you feel optimal kind of physically and mentally. And that can be very motivating. So to support yourself with regular eating, some reflection and planning will be needed. So aim to implement all your planned eating episodes throughout the day and for gaps between eating to be only around two to three hours. So you always know you're going to eat again. So get family and friends on board to support you if you can with your regular eating. And maybe someone can sit with you, you know, if you're in that stage of recovery where sitting down to eat anything just feels so scary, definitely get some support. 
and get someone to sit with you. They don't need to be talking about the food, but they can just be with you, which can be so helpful. Or maybe plan some of your eating episodes with friends. As well, you might need to carry snacks with you so that you have food on hand to manage your regular eating episodes. Now, I know myself, if I know I'm going out for the day, so if I'm going to run some training, you know, I'm leaving the house because mostly I work from home now, do most of my work on Zoom. So I usually have all my meals and snacks very easily on hand. But if I'm going out for the day, I'll make sure I've got some little snacks in my Tupperware, in my handbag, so that I'm not going to get caught out and get really over hungry. Because as well, if I go to a training event or something, I don't know if I'm going to get fed always. I don't know what's the kind of going to be the pattern of eating within that place. So I take responsibility as part of my self-care. I think, right, I'm going to make sure that I have my little snacks with me so that I'm taking care of myself, looking after myself with my regular eating. Now, with your regular eating as well, you'll need to stay in your own lane, pursuing regular eating regardless of what others around you are doing. Now, many people in our culture don't do regular eating and have long gaps without food. So they might be dieting or they might not be very self-caring in their eating. So really try not to glorify or to mimic someone else's eating pattern. Just because they aren't eating now, as you are with your regular eating, it doesn't mean that you're not allowed to. And I think as well, just be really careful of who you are judging your eating against. It's not helpful. You don't really know what's going on with someone else's relationship with food, and they may not be in the best place with their relationship with food or the best role model to be taking eating kind of behavior advice from. So Remember that you have permission to eat regularly and this is supporting you in your recovery. So it doesn't matter that if you go somewhere and everyone else isn't having a morning snack, it doesn't mean that you can't have yours. What you will find as well is that most of the time, if you get out your morning snack and other people aren't eating, people generally aren't that interested in what you're doing. They'll be interested in what's going on with their day. And I think we can often think that the spotlight is honest, people are going to be judging us. And actually, in most instances, that really is not true. And if someone is judging you, it's probably saying something about their own relationship with food. And maybe they're having some struggles themselves. So again, I just say to you, get in your own lane. It doesn't matter if maybe someone in your family just doesn't do regular eating, doesn't look after themselves in terms of their self-care and prioritizing and planning their eating, doesn't mean that you can't do that for yourself really important to get into your own recovery lane put the blinkers on to comparisons and remember you really do have permission to eat regularly and this is really supportive for you in your recovery and get the people who do really care about you to wholeheartedly support you so most people will kind of do that I think people generally are very supportive and kind and want to help but sometimes they don't know how to help so you need to sometimes explain to them kindly what is personally helpful to you. Now, sometimes as well, people might comment unhelpfully, you know, say something like, are you eating again? But they're not really fully understanding the benefits of taking care of yourself through regular eating. So before you just absorb these comments and berate yourself, question where the advice is coming from. You know, is this person that's saying this to you, do they have a healthy relationship with food? And 
if it's somebody in your life who is saying this a lot, but you know that loves you and cares about you, but just doesn't really realize how to support you, you can just ask them, you know, not to comment and to step in with advice and just explain to them how it makes you feel. Because I think sometimes as well, the best one in the world, people just don't understand what's helpful and not helpful in eating disorder recovery. They have great intentions. They want to help, but they don't know what's triggering. I think as well, we need to take responsibility to communicate to others what is helpful. And then they can really support us. Because I think in most cases, people do really want to be supportive. They just don't always know how to help. And I think as well, I found in my recovery that in reality, most people aren't really that interested in your eating habits anyway. They're off leading their own lives. They're thinking about their hunger. They're thinking about what they're going to eat, what their next meal is. They don't really care about what you're eating or not eating. So again, just realize the spotlight isn't on you. Actually, people are going about their own lives. And actually, you know, you probably realize that actually people, sorry, I'm saying actually all the time. just don't care about your eating in the way that you thought they would. So really get focused on your why and how regular eating is supporting you as well. Put the blinkers onto comparisons and notice your own personal benefits. So if you feel that regular eating just feels so kind of beyond where you're at in your recovery at the moment as well, you might want to get additional support from an eating disorder therapist or a specialist dietitian, you know, who specializes in understanding eating disorders. So they can support you with meal planning and considering your food choices and supporting you to step out of your comfort zone with eating. So again, I'm not talking about being put on like an eating, a really sort of sort of rigid eating plan. I am talking about getting some support to step into a space more where you're doing regular eating. But I fully understand as well, if you're perhaps weight restoring from a low weight and food has become absolutely terrifying to you, you might need just a bit more of that kind of structured support to help get that in place. So, yeah, I think that's definitely something that is worth considering. You know, if you feel a bit out of your depth, you don't have to do this alone. So I hope you found this episode thought provoking. You know, do share with me if you have anything, you know, in the comments about regular eating, how it's helped you. would love to hear your thoughts. And also do send me a DM on Instagram as well. I'm now at the eating disorder therapist underscore. And you can always let me know how you're getting on with your regular eating there. And just to say, I do apologize if you used to follow my old Instagram account and be very engaged with that. I haven't been very proactive with my new Instagram account since I got hacked. I am trying to get back on track with it and I will do. But, you know, obviously I invested a lot in that old account and yeah, lost all those followers, all that community, all that engagement. And I am starting from scratch and it feels a bit of an uphill struggle again. But I will get back on track with that, you know, in my very self-caring way, without putting pressure on myself, I will do it when I'm feeling inspired. But there is some stuff on my new Instagram account at the eating disorder therapist underscore. So, oh, excuse me, do follow me there if you're not already. Okay. Thank you for listening. So I hope you enjoyed this episode. Sorry, my voice is still very croaky today. If you're not following me already, do seek me out on Instagram at the eating disorder therapist underscore. And for further support with your relationship with food, do go to the eating disorder therapist.co.uk. 
If you enjoy this episode, I would be so grateful if you'd follow, rate and review the podcast as it helps it reach so many more listeners. Thank you so much for listening today and I look forward to sharing another podcast episode with you very soon. Mm-hmm.